0: Is your world a little crazy and off-kilter at the moment? Feeling a bit frazzled? Well then, you've found the perfect place to regain some quiet today. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we study His Word and encourage one another. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries.
1: Welcome to the Sweet Selah Moments Podcast. Today, we're talking about getting along with other Christians. After all, those of us who love Jesus are going to be living in heaven together. (laughs) (laughs) So we ought to learn how to get along now. Episode 69 is called, We're in This Together. We'll look at how God took Jews and Gentiles who had nothing to do with each other and knit them into a whole new community in Ephesians 2 today. And we'll also learn some life lessons for getting along with others now. Sharon, do you have any good stories about struggles with other Christians that you care to
0: share? <laughs> oh, Nicole, Christians can be an argumentative little bunch. Mm, we feel we? <laughs> strongly
1: about evidently everything. Yeah. We're always
0: going against the flow by believing in God, so mm-hmm. it's not surprising that we'd all have strong opinions about all sorts of matters. I can remember in all the different churches I lived in, um, arguments about alcohol.
1: Mm. Arguments about
0: modesty, whether you should always wear skirts, whether wearing pants were acceptable, (laughs) even arguments about jewelry, believe it or not. I once was told that wearing earrings that had feathers in them was sinful. Really? Someone was horrified. Oh my word. I mean horrified. <laughs> and because they believed that feathers represented a sort of nature worship spiritism. Oh. So when they saw feathers hanging out, out of my ears, they thought I was by being like an idol person like worshiping idols. Weird. It was strange. Huh. I had no idea. I huh. had never associated feathers with idol worship in my entire life. I just <laughs> thought they were pretty. You like- so Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) anyways, the answer to your question. Yes. A few. Just a few. How about you? (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, like you, I grew up, um, you were married to a military man, but I grew Mm -hmm. up in a military family. So we went to several different churches over the years, and Mm -hmm. we've heard some pretty silly arguments, too. Uh (laughs) Um, But but one of the bigger ones I remember as a teen was a debate over King James Version versus any other version. Uh and Don't have it in the pew. It was a big deal to even have another Bible in the church. And I remember when they started to add chorus or praise books. Yeah, not
0: even worship songs and drums. No. just a praise just chorus a praise was choruses. like. Mm, it, was. it
1: was. It's, quite a it's thing. written
0: now. We only sing hymns written in the 1800s. Yes, right? that was yep. a
1: big thing too. Mm-hmm. And then one of the most ridiculous arguments I ever encountered. I was just old enough to start going to like the you know the body meetings or whatever yeah, at this one yeah. church, and they were fighting like head to head. About the, the carpeting in the church. They were trying to renovate the sanctuary, and people were, like, angry about the carpet. The carpeting.
0: <laughs> Good gravy. I've heard that used as an example, but I've never met anyone who yes, actually, actually witnessed were. a carpet
1: fight. Yes, it's just, like, it's sad that we get so distracted with it these is. trivial things. It is. feathers and in carpets. I would say
0: <laughs> carpets are pretty trivial. Yeah.
1: Well, before...
0: <laughs> Before we go deeper into all the silliness, mm. I think we're going to look at the Ephesian church because this is related to what we're going to read today. Mm. We're going to see how God broke down hostility and knit two very different groups together. Mm. You know, just like, I mean, you're never going to agree on carpet exactly because people have different favorite colors, oh, you know, right. things like that. So anyways, <laughs> so God's knitting two very different groups together in Ephesians. We're going to read from Ephesians two, eleven through 22. Mm. Paul has just finished telling us that we did nothing to earn our salvation and right standing as God's beloved children. And then he reminded us in that last verse we read that we were created on purpose and for a purpose. Mm. And we need to gladly fulfill God's calling on our lives. We got work to do. Mm. (laughs) So we don't need to waste time arguing over things that ultimately don't affect our salvation or our walk with God. So I'm going to start with verse 11 and we'll read back and forth. Here we go. God's time. Hmm. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be the outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens <laughs> by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts.
1: In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizen, from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now
0: you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ.
1: For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us.
0: He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people (laughs) from the two groups.
1: Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility toward each other was put to death.
0: He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near.
1: Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us.
0: So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along
1: with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Mm -hmm. Together, we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself.
0: We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Mm
1: -hmm. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit.
0: Oh. this That's is so, so nice <laughs>
1: listen to us all I <laughs> so,
0: so, <reading> the Bible <laughs> so tell me why Jew- Gentiles and Jews didn't actually hang out together back then <laughs> what was this hostility thing
1: Yeah, this is a big transition for both of these groups, Sharon. The Jews had always kept themselves as a separate people because of their strict laws for purity and such. And the Gentiles took offense to that. You know, they kind of thought the Jews just hated everyone else, and they felt slighted or not good enough to hang out Uh with them. So that was that one side. And then the Jews believed that the Gentiles had to follow the law like they had been following it before Christ, to the letter before they could be true believers. And they were a little appalled about their eating habits as well, (laughs) since the Gentiles ate many things that Jews had been told were unclean by the law. So these two groups definitely had some things to work out. Oh, they did.
0: (laughs) I'm laughing at that so much, because one of my biggest fears, if God had asked me to be a missionary, which he did not, but if he did, was, what if I had to eat bugs? (laughs) You know, to be polite somewhere.
1: Right. I mean, that's a valid concern. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so anyways, you just made me laugh. Sorry. Oh. So, okay. So there's a big divide there. Yeah. Jews really did keep more separated. And, you know, Jewish men even looked different because every boy as an infant was circumcised. That's true. They wore tassels on their garments and sometimes even those phylacteries, those little boxes with the scripture in them oh, on their yeah. heads and stuff. They looked odd, I suppose, to the Gentiles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> but all that outward stuff was not what saved them. Mm. I love verse 17 so much. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him Mm. and peace to the Jews who were near. Neither had the peace of Christ before Jesus came. Whether they were far away or near, they both needed it. Neither had the Holy Spirit living in them, did they? Mm -mm. The Jews knew more about God, but they couldn't be close to him either because of sin. Mm. Those sacrifices were not sufficient to keep them clean. And all those rules made some of them kind of proud. And, Nicole, I have to confess that during my homeschooling days when I was a homeschooling mom, I was guilty of rule following pride. Mm. We wore dresses, not pants, all the time. (laughs) Jumpers were particularly appropriate. We kept ourselves from anything that might be even remotely considered to maybe be ungodly to someone else. Mm. And I strictly regulated what the girls could watch or read. Yeah. Now, you know, my motives were partially good. Mm-hmm. I really did want my girls to be saturated with godly things, but my pride started to grow. My people pleasing started to grow. I wanted all the other homeschool moms to think I was the really good homeschool mom and did oh, all yeah. the rules the way homeschool moms <laughs> did rules. And my judginess at people who drift, did, drew different boundaries, yeah. you know, it was an abomination before the Lord. Let's just be honest here. God <laughs> tells me to love. Yeah, and I had become so judgy about silly carpet things,
1: I know, right? It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> that um, that I lost my ability to love. I, I was fearful of everybody that wasn't like us. Like they'd mm. somehow contaminate the kids. It was just, it was just so wrong.
1: I know. I feel it's it's so easy to get off track though, and it's so easy to get wrapped up in trying to make sure, like, oh, I don't wear feather earrings, so it might offend someone who might right. think, or wear right. the dresses, and we can get so consumed with the law again and the rules we that can. we just we then miss we're trapped love. again. Yes, we're just, we're just as just bad trapped. as we were, right. you know. Right. But you know, we think we can get off track and think we're doing great, but start to be consumed by pride. Mm-hmm. And you know how the saying goes: pride always comes before a fall. <laughs> and whenever we're filled with pride, there's there's little room for anything else in our heart or there's no room for love for others
0: you know what that's so true there's a verse in i think the new international version <gasps> that says <laughs> that says pride puffs up Ooh, it fills the space
1: good visual word yeah. yeah and
0: therefore there isn't room for love mm-hmm. there isn't room for humility there yeah. isn't room for forgiveness pride puffs us up. Mm. And we're just full of ourselves. And yeah. when we're full of ourselves we're not empathetic.
1: Nope, <laughs> We're not seeing
0: things from other person's perspective.
1: That's I true. Like that. yeah. I know. Yeah. That's, and it's, it can start from a place of, of like wanting to do wanting good. Wanting to do good. It's not always right. like, oh, I'm just so cool. No. It's just we have to be really
0: careful. We do. Pride is a sneaky we do. Sin. <laughs> it's sneaky. It yeah. is so sneaky. So alright. Well I'm going to make a list. Or let's make one together. Yeah. From this passage of what christian jews and christian gentiles had in common mm-hmm. because we've talked about their differences yeah. and how they look different how their body parts were different <laughs> because of circumcision. um you know how they had different rules yeah but now that they're saved now that they've been brought together by the holy spirit this is what they have in common and mm-hmm. we find these things from these verses in verse 13 they both both gentile and jew were united with christ jesus brought near by the blood of Christ, So they had that in
1: common. Mm. And verse 14 says that Christ himself has brought all of us who, were, who are his, his peace. We are now one new people, and we all have his peace. We have his peace, yeah. and we're one people. Yes.
0: Awesome. Verse 15 sort of clarifies that and says he created himself, that one new people from two groups. We're one in him. He abides in us. We abide in him. Mm. We share that in common.
1: Yeah. Um, verse 16 goes even further and says our hostility... Toward each other was put to death.
0: Okay, so when we're mm. resurrecting I that was
1: just particular thing, resurrection of that, <laughs> that's really
0: bad. Yeah. yeah, verse eighteen. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit. Mm. Okay. So we all come the same way now. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not the rules, it's not the regulations, whether we were far or near, it's we come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit.
1: That's pretty cool. Verse 19 reminds us that we are citizens together and members of God's family.
0: Yeah. We're I loved citizens. what you said at the beginning. We're gonna live in heaven together. Right. Hello. <laughs> we might as well. along. <laughs> <laughs> um verse twenty says that we're his house built mm-hmm. on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. We share that foundation. Foundation, and the cornerstone is Jesus Himself. Mm-hmm. He's our rock. All of us who love Him, He's our foundation. Mm-hmm. Our foundation cannot be any other little principle that we think is more important. Yeah. Jesus Christ and His saving death for us has to be the cornerstone.
1: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And then verse 22 declares that we are part of the dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. Yeah. So we be all We're all together all yes. together.
0: Yeah, so there are some things we have to share in common in order to be God's family. Mm. We need to agree Christ is a cornerstone and that he is the one who saves. What other things do we need to share in common to be part of God's family?
1: Well, we all are a family now, united under Christ. So other differences just don't matter now. We are all His children, and we all have the same Holy Spirit in us. We are. I think we, we do. just have to remember that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and and we and and knowing that,
0: we believe Jesus is God. We yes. believe He rose from the dead. You know, we've got yeah. some we've got some basic truths that define
1: yes. Christians. Some fundamental things. Some we do fundamental need to things. agree on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he died right. for us and rose again. Right, yeah. right, right, right. The Immaculate
0: Conception. Or Not that, actually. But the one word, Mary, was a virgin that made Jesus God and man. There's some some core beliefs, and they're recited over and over again in the Bible. They're pretty easy to follow. But there's a lot of things on which Mm. there can be disagreement without losing your salvation. You know what I'm saying. So here we go. Mm -hmm. So when we argue about how long the skirt should be or whether or not we (laughs) should wear feathered earrings, we're kind of resurrecting that, hostitil- <laughs> that hostility that Jesus put to death. And it keeps us from our central purpose. I think that's what makes me the most frustrated. Yeah. Our central goal, the reason we've been left here after we received Christ and didn't just get scooped up to heaven because we're done, oh, is yeah. to share with other people.
1: Yeah,
0: That's the reason God left us here. Mm-hmm. It's because he wants more people to know him. Mm-hmm. And if we waste all our time on carpet color... Right. We're not exactly doing the Great Commission. Why do we get so fussy, Nicole? And I say we because I get fussy too.
1: Oh, yes. Why is it so hard
0: to give grace when people disagree with us?
1: What a great question. (laughs) I don't know. I think... For me, it happens when I take my eyes off of God or if we turn our Bible time into like a search for condemnation for other people's sins. Oh, that's of our interesting.
0: Own. Yeah, I've yeah. done that
1: before, looking for the answers to help fix them, you know, <laughs> or even just wanting to make ourselves feel better if we're struggling in our own walk with him, you know, mm-hmm, picking at someone else, mm-hmm. that beam and someone else, you know, the speck in their eye with the beam in ours. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes it's just easier to pick out other people's feather earrings or whatnot than to face our own sin and sit and work it out with you God.
0: You know, what? that's so true. Sometimes sometimes it's hiding from God mm-hmm. we, when we get really judgy because we don't want to be in his actual presence. Yeah, that's Ooh, tough. Owie, that was a zinger. Good job. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to look for a bit at what the Bible has to say about disagreements within the church. Some have to happen. Some do not. Mm. So let's start with what Jesus said about how to deal with a disagreement or a hurt that we do have. Yeah. So would you read Matthew eighteen fifteen 15 through
1: 22? Sure. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Mm. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times. No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven.
0: (laughs) I love this. And I love that this comes after Jesus' way of dealing because Mm -hmm. I can just see Peter going, okay, so someone has sinned. Mm -hmm. It's a sin, so they've been wrong. Yeah, It's not a question of color of carpet it's right. a sin Straight up, so okay <laughs> so I go to them privately point out the offense and, and if they listen and confess I've won the person back well how many times do I have to go through that I mean do I have to do it over and over and forgive them over and over <laughs> right. right he's real
1: black and white he asks the questions. sometimes we're afraid to right. ask I love Peter yeah it's <laughs> so funny, funny and of... Jesus
0: is like oh yes yes you do
1: mm-hmm. no
0: matter how many times they've sinned yeah. if they genuinely say I can't believe I did that again
1: mm. you need to forgive it yep
0: you just it's do. This is really a very gentle way um, to deal with sin.
1: I it love is. it.
0: I mean, y- you go to the part where the church has to remove a person, yeah. and you think, ooh, that's harsh. But if you look at it fully, including the, the
1: steps, <laughs> yeah, there's so many
0: steps. You yeah. go to them privately. Mm-hmm. You don't go to someone else and say, do you know what someone did to me? Right. You go right to the person mm-hmm. that did the wrong thing. Right. Perhaps they gossiped about you, which would have been sin. Yeah. So instead of making it worse and gossiping about them, <laughs> do you know what they did? They told this secret of mine. You right. go to them and you say, hey, mm. somebody told me that you said this mm-hmm. about me. And it really hurt me. So it's a private thing. Right. You give you give them the the gentleness and the
1: respect to solve it quietly, yeah, without embarrassment. I was them. just going to say you're you're avoiding embarrassment or making it a bigger issue when it might have been an accidental slight. Maybe it was something yep. that just kind of slipped. Giving yep. them the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely, because we are, are all messy, sinful humans. Oh, I would goodness. love some grace when I do dumb things. Right. <laughs> so going with that heart of. Hey, like not on the warpath, but hey, I heard this. Is this mm-hmm. true? And what mm-hmm. was your intent? Exactly. I think that's huge for stopping conflict.
0: Beautiful, beautiful way to begin. Yeah. It really is. And you
1: can nip it right there you can before nip it. you go to all the other yeah. steps.
0: And then that next step is still gentle. Mm-hmm. You're only taking two or yes. three. And again, it's a small amount, Mm -hmm. and it's coming with a desire to win the brother or sister back.
1: Yes, not condemn them or tell them how horrible they were to hurt you.
0: Not pound them over the head. restore
1: (laughs) fellowship. Right. It's, it's again, a very gentle, like, okay, let's work this out. Maybe you two can't come to a reasonable, so now we have two witnesses to intervene or to help. Exactly. And you know
0: what that does, too? What? That brings humility to yourself mm. because now people are watching how you interact with this person Ooh, and what. Oh, what if you had a part in it? Mm.
1: Then right, you're soon to reveal, then you have to go. Through you're going to have profession. to go through it.
0: So when you bring in another couple of people, you do it with the humility of knowing mm. that the whole story is going to come out. Right, and He knows what he's doing. I know it. And and only at the very end is there yes. the kicking out. And, and an example of that is the Corinthians example where a man was actually sleeping with his father's second wife. Oh, I feel that I was really bad.
1: That. Yeah. Yeah, you can't
0: be doing that. So there are times when you're like, you know what? You, you can't be walking around saying, I love Jesus and I belong to this church mm-hmm. while you're doing something so blatantly, repeatedly right. wrong with no remorse. Yeah, Because that's not what Christians do. No. And we want you to be... A, a, a Christian that reflects Christ. So right, for sure now, we think you should be somewhere else, but please come back when you yes. realize you're wrong.
1: And there's always rest. And this happens so rarely. Yeah. That because the other w- methods work so well. It's only a person who's exactly. heart It's really hard that exactly. they have to come to the point of, yes. you know, going yes. away. But I've seen restoration. Where people have come Me back. Too. After the church had to get involved. Yes. And it's such a beautiful thing. It is.
0: And when the church welcomes them, like the prodigal, yes. it's beautiful. What a
1: beautiful, I just love the great, that's a great, Expand, ex, you know, showing of God's yeah, grace. Yeah, and, we need and to it do all goes more. along with uh,
0: how many times do we have to forgive? Yeah. Seven times seven.
1: Exactly. So even after that final step. Don't count God out. Don't
0: count God or. out. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to read one more. John fifteen, twelve through 17. Mm. This is my commandment, Jesus says. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's mm. life for one's friends. You're my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I've told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command: love each other.
1: He says that twice. This is my commandment: love each other the way I've loved you. And then he ends with that. This is a, love is a big deal.
0: Love is a big. We deal. We can't
1: do any of those steps of restoration without love, because we can't. we'll go with um, like self vindication. Like, well, yeah. you did this to me. Yes, you have the to puffed have
0: love. up pride Absolutely. will push out the love.
1: Yep. I mean, I would every time go yeah. just to get, well, you wronged me. We yeah. have to have love.
0: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, and he makes it very, very clear here. He really <laughs> does. If we want to produce that lasting fruit, and we mm. do, we we best be loving people. <laughs> yeah, it's a command. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, now let's finish up with a look at Paul's discussion of what um, Ray likes to call disputable matters. Some <laughs> yeah. matters are not disputable. Yes. Jesus is God come in the flesh, and mm-hmm. we're only saved through Jesus.
1: Absolutely. The Bible is the right. written word of those God. That's kind yeah. of like,
0: you know, if you're going to call yourself a Christ follower, you got to get right. those. Right. There's
1: some basic things yeah. we have to agree on. Yeah. But in <laughs> Romans
0: 14, he talks about disputable matters. Hmm. So it's kind of fun. And this controversy is certainly not one we have, but it was a big deal to the Christians back then, and it was mm-hmm. the controversy of meat that had been sacrificed to idols. Yes. Now, naturally, you sacrifice this meat to the idols and, oh, the idols don't eat it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's... <That's> so weird. <laughs> I know. It's still good meat. Right. So then it's sold in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So um, th- you got two groups of Christians here. One group of Christian goes... Well, of course you can buy it. So what? It's meat. (laughs) Right. It wasn't sanctified by idols. You know, it's it's just meat.
1: It's just meat. Yeah. Cut before a stone statue. Give me a break. Exactly.
0: (laughs) But the more sensitive Christians are saying... But now we're supporting the temple, Mm. which is about the only way you could get meat, you know, because now we're buying meat Mm -hmm. that people gave to false idols. It's Mm -hmm. an evil thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have this huge thing where they both think they're right. They both think they've got the higher ground. They're both trying to do what's right. And it could get very self-righteous and
1: heated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, boy, oh, boy. Um, too easily, they could end up enemies over an issue that had so little to do with the saving grace mm. of Jesus and that bearing fruit that lasts. Oh, pew, yeah. Out the window. Yeah. You have got your meat loving crowd, and you have got the—you better be a vegetarian man, crowd, <laughs> right, easy. right? And now you can't even worship together, even though you're yeah. going to be in eternity together because of the meat. And how does that have how have outsiders see the Christian church? Right? Wow, well, they can't Divide. even get along with each other. Cool. Yeah, mm. another argument they had was holidays and holy days. Mm. Which days still had to be celebrated from the law? Oh, yes, right. and right. And which days could you skip because now you're Christian? Right. And can you add new days? Like Sunday, the day of rest, because that's the day Jesus rose from the dead.
1: Oh, yeah. So all
0: these issues, I'm sure, delighted Satan. Mm. Because they were so busy messing about with them that they weren't focused on bringing people into God's kingdom. A great point. Or even talking to God. Right. You know, this is Nicole, this is a sign. When you wake up in the morning and mm. your first thought is an issue, not oh. God. And you want to read up on an issue, not mm.
1: God's word. Oof. Right? That's so true, Sharon. That's- it can consume <laughs> you. It can. And when you reach for information, you can gather versus God, I need you. That shows that our right. heart is, it shows, is fixated on the it wrong shows thing. It. Yep. Yeah, and there
0: we are, idol worshipping again. Yep. Man, zing! This is
1: a a zingy one today. (laughs) This little squirmy over here. I am feeling zung.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, we're going to close with this Romans fourteen one through eighteen. I am going to read verses one through nine. Great advice when you disagree with Christians Mm -hmm. on disputable matters. Paul says this: accept other believers who are weak in faith and. Don't argue with them about (laughs) what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Mm -hmm. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall, and with the Lord's help, they'll stand and receive his approval. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. (laughs) Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. (laughs) Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before they're eating it. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves if we live it's to honor the Lord and if we die it's to honor the Lord so whether we live or die we belong to the Lord Christ died and rose again for this very purpose to be Lord both of the living and of the dead Hmm.
1: I'll read the rest of it Um, verses 10 through 23 so why do you condemn another believer Why do you look down on on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Hmm. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and am am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let's aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it's wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if you might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there is something wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself. You you may believe there's nothing wrong, <laughs> big difference, nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it, for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Wow. This This is so
0: fun. It really is. I think of all, and we don't have time to talk about a lot of it, but verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, (laughs) or the color of the carpet in the church, (laughs) or the feathers in your earrings. Mm. It's but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm. This, we've got to come back to what matters, and that's putting Him first. Treating others with respect and love, mm. doing what will help them not stumble. Yes. Oh my goodness, Nicole! And we can make people stumble by our anger and our 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 vicious clinging to mm. something that is secondary. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, God will judge them. I love that part too. Where it yeah. says, um, "Who are you to judge someone else's servants? <laughs> God's God's gonna get them or not, and tell them. Pray right. that He'll show them. Yes. But you don't have to be beating people over the head with with minuscule rules and in the process lose the big picture Mm -hmm. of bringing more into the kingdom of God.
1: Absolutely. Right. And wouldn't we much rather live in a place of goodness and peace and joy than of angst trying to convince other people that our way yes. is the right way? Yes. Even he always has a blessing oh, to his commands.
0: Grace, grace, grace. Mercy, mm-hmm. mercy, mercy. We got to do it. We sure mm-hmm. get it. Yes. The end.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let me
0: pray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, heavenly father. Thank you for this rich, rich lesson. Thank you for every zinger. Help me, Lord. Help all of us Mm -hmm. to please you with the way we treat fellow believers with whom we disagree. Help us to see them as works in progress, whom you love, brothers and sisters in Christ who are trying to figure out life like we are. Mm -hmm. Help us to extend the same mercy and grace to them that you have extended to us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. We are so glad you joined us for this talk today. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what Sharon called Disputable Matters. Write us in the comments at sweetsela.org slash podcast. Come back next week for episode 70. We're giving it a question for its title. It's called, So What's the Plan? You won't want to miss it. Until then, let's show we are Christians by our love for one another. We love you.
0: We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org.
1: Thank you for joining us.